The CZ Media Podcast is brought to you by Rancho Bravo Tacos. They have four convenient locations, U District, Capitol Hill, Wallingford, and Federal Way. Stop by for tacos, burritos, tamales, and enchiladas. Hello, everybody. <laughs> what was that? You know what's so funny? Is no, that I when, I, when I go back and... No, what do you call it when you do post-production on audio? When I go back and master, and I'm listening to these, and I hear my stupid cackle (laughs) at the very beginning, it makes me laugh. (laughs) Well, welcome, everybody. We are at, Dan, we're at show number 10. Well, I mean, technically. Yes. Not really, though. Just so you guys know, I am rebelling. I'm not. I did create a new structure, and this is CZ Media Podcast number 10. It is. Danny's arguing with me because I changed the structure for the fighting UFC or boxing shows. I'm calling those, what do I call them? Combat. Combat. I'm calling them CZM Combat. Combat. (laughs) And for those, I'm at three. But for the meat and potatoes of this, are we a channel of this podcast? We are at I episode mean, number 10. You have a YouTube channel and I have a YouTube channel. Right. Both of which are seriously neglected. I know. I haven't, sure. I haven't posted anything in, uh, in a while. Yeah. But Dan, we need to add some sound effects here of like fireworks Mm, fireworks i like the sound of that okay okay what else fireworks and maybe one of those stupid noise producing machines that you spin around like a <laughs> like a dummy a noisemaker is what they're called literally right. or like a f- falafel or whatever those oh um zuzu Wela. no or... yeah well remember the world thing, cup right? yeah, yeah yeah eight yeah. years ago yeah yeah like one of those zuzuful or something like that or right Okay, insert noise here. <laughs> we laugh, but it will be there. Sure it will. I'm just sure going to I'm going to find a sound effect that says, "Yay." Now, I also since this is our either way with whatever numbering system we're using, this is the 10th or at least it is a double digit podcast at this point. Right. The other part that's really nice Nice. Is that we also have double digit subscribers. Yes. We do. It feels so good. We have actually, Dan, we have way more than double digit. Because last time I was just looking at iTunes, the other day I went in and looked at Stitcher. Checking all of them. Oh, dang. So Stitcher threw in a few more. Yes. And some may just go to the website and listen right off of the website. That's cool. So yeah, whatever way you're listening, there are we're, at we're least not here to decide your format for you. <laughs> you listen in whatever way you want. To. I would we say love there, you either way. there are at least twenty people listening to our nonsense. <laughs> at least, that's good. Yeah, that's good. That's very excited. I think we're ready for some big time sponsors. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think we need <laughs> to do that. I'm ready. And then the other thing that I realized with the with the last one that I did with Coach Trish was we haven't been asking people to rate to rate us or review us on either iTunes or Stitcher. So people, 
All you have to do is click that fifth star. How hard is if, that? If you like it. <laughs> no, do it and do it anyway. <laughs> Even if you don't like it. <laughs> it's like Whether if you, you like it or not. If you go a to a favor. restaurant and the food isn't great, but the waiter says, how are things going? I typically say, I put a thumbs up. I'm like, it's great. But even if it's mediocre, like what's the, it's not the waiter's fault. So I do not feel that way. I bet. You know what? I knew you were going to say that because I just don't because you're mean. I'm not mean. You don't care about your fellow man. I care about my fellow man. And you don't care about hurting your fellow man's feelings. Here's what's important about reviews. I believe that it is important that reviews are honest because when I'm looking at reviews, I am using them to evaluate and to decide to help me in deciding what I'm going to purchase, where it, I'm going to eat, it's what like, I'm going to visit. Nah. And so I do understand that many reviews are skewed and I hate that we have to feel that way about reviews. I really, really do. I don't listen to reviews. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey man. This is where I, I this is where I refer to one of my most favoriteest movies of all time, Blood In Blood Out. <laughs> hey, you should have brought that. Oh, oh, I've only seen an hour no, of it so far, this is, folks. This quote, but what a glorious hour! It, it yeah, we two more to go. Is the quote that you're about to say, Carnal? <laughs> it does have the word Carnal in there. Ooh yeah. But no, the quote is so. The reason I don't heed to reviews, seek them out. It's because life's a risk, Arnal. Life's a risk. (laughs) (laughs) Whether you're on the mean streets of East L.A. or deciding whether to go to... As part of La Raza or... I can't remember the other one. Who's the other rival gang? I can't remember. Oh, it's Three Points. Ah. Tres puntos. Tres puntos. Tres puntos. <laughs> I think right. so. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I think that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah I killed. can't believe you didn't know. I looked over at you and you I thought killed. you were going to just answer and then you gave me a quizzical <laughs> look and I didn't I was like, this is, I was I'm too surprised busy. you don't have that tattooed. I that, was too that, busy hearing myself Life tackle. is a risk, carnal. You know what? That is a great idea. I was considering, I was considering a, I want the world and everything in it tattoo. gosh, no. But life's a risk, might be uh, a better choice. Yep. If if you have to choose between one. If I have to. Um, okay, so. Wait, what were we talking about? So well, number 10. Yes, number 10. And, and to we, celebrate, we've got Dan, digit subscribers. Dan what? made us. What? Dan made us a special drink for number 10. I made two special drinks, actually. He did one for him and one for me. Yep. He made I'm... some prickly pear margaritas. We referenced. I love the prickly pear cactus margarita. I love the prick. I love cactuses, nopales in almost any form. Honestly, really? oh yes. I don't really. Have you been to? Um, I believe it's Mexico, El Sirenita yes. or La Sirenita. It's that one we almost went to that one time. It's in Georgetown. It's a mezcal bar. <sighs> I have been given the honorary award of most mezcals tried in one night. That's that's the first part I want to share. Jeez. But when I was, I know. Did Sam carry you? Oh, did Mass carry you home? <laughs> <laughs> um, but the the Don't. other part was, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll edit that later. <laughs> but the other part was, uh, it, it was 13, by the way. 
Oh, was it? Oh, it was a lot of mezcal. Like a full-on shots? Jeez. No comment. <laughs> but um, the other part was they have a nopales salad there, and it is so good. Yeah. Because it was like nopales and then um, some other vegetables, I believe some corn, cotilla cheese. It was so good. No, oh, I mean my- like romaine lettuce too, I believe. But anyway. My parents ate it. It was always at the house, but I just didn't. <laughs> like, they would put it in everything. Put it in eggs. Put it in rice. Yep. I like Nepalis and eggs. I like mm. Nepalis and rice. <clears throat> um, But no. So these prickly pear margaritas are delicious. And what and are you going to make? they're bright magenta, too. They are. What are you going to make for our 20th? You know what's the coolest thing? Old fashions with some no fun, some really good scotch. The the fact that we've been consistent <laughs> with these shows. <laughs> I am bu- and, and when I say old fashioned <laughs> with some really good scotch, what I mean is I will make an old fashioned with bourbon and we're gonna have some really good scotch. I've already had the pl- I think I talked to you about that, right? No. I wanna buy this bottle of scotch. Is it like two hundred bucks? More? Three hundred? You know what you you know how what many microphones you could buy with that? <sighs> That's a good point. But it's just to celebrate the sale of the condo. I just want to get Oh, I thought you were going nice to say to celebrate the 20th podcast. <laughs> well, yes, that too. <laughs> that's but it that's the bottle of scotch will be to that. A shot of such scotch will be or a dram for those scotch drinkers out there. Uh, but anyway. For the podcast? Yes, 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 yes. Um, so yeah, old fashioned in the scotch. So what is this the is, name of this? This is one drink for this one. That'll be two drinks for that one. Okay. I'm not a scotch guy. Wait, what's uh, I, I know you're not because you tried to force that whiskey from Mexico on everyone at your party. <laughs> oh, I was ham. It was it's delicious though. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's delicious. It's not horrible. I mean, what's com- Jameson? Com- that's an Irish whiskey. Which is not scotch. No. Hmm. But oddly enough, they're very similar in that they're both whiskeys. Okay. Scotch. See? In, in Scotland, they just call it whiskey. But when you're outside of Scotland, you call it scotch or oh, scotch whiskey. I see. Like tequila versus other tequila-isk type drinks. Yeah, like a mezcal, for example. Right. Yeah, that's too fancy for me. I like cheap vodka and Ugh, pineapple too, juice. I mean, and then because it, I don't like vodka to begin with. In all honesty, folks, vodka is an alcohol that doesn't agree with me. Well, because it's the working man's drink. You're highfalutin. I'm. I like. I'm. I'm, gin. I'm low. I like tequila. Gin I like is whiskey. what I, I am okay with rum, it's fit. as long as it's good rum. See, you put a. It has to be good. You know what? Give no, me some I'll, pruno, I'll, prino. Give me some prison. Oh, give me some prison what? wine fermented in the toilet. <laughs> Prine. <laughs> prino. It's prino, isn't it? Prino. Prino. Prison vino. <laughs> right. Uh, that sounds horrible. It actually it does sound horrible. When it but, comes to beer, that's when I'm the one that, because I'll drink a Tecate all day. Ugh. I know. Yeah. See, and I I love Budweiser. 
Ugh. I know. That's disgusting. And the odd thing is, I really liked nice, dark, sweet porters and and um, and other micro brews. I don't like Not any a fan of those. Of IPAs, but anyway, me neither. Um, but I don't like anything dark. I went to Germany and it turned me on to light beer. I just suddenly loved the beer was so good in Germany. It is very. So I used to go to Slovenia once a year. And their national beer, I forgot what it's called, but just so delicious. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it's, it, oh, it's a green bottle, but just so good, uh, which was a bad thing, of course, because minimum 15 were drink a night. Oh, that's all? Yeah. <laughs> but the, the, the light beers, I love the light beers. And I actually had... A lot of light beer last week. Where were you, Carlos? What did you do? Why were you drinking all this light beer? Did, did you, you notice that I'm darker? Did I you notice how toasty I am? I noticed that your kneecaps are darker. <laughs> They're scabbed. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Actually, they're a little red. I'm colorblind, so that that has been a problem in my life. I don't see when I'm getting red. And I don't, oh. so I don't also see when other people are getting red and if like blushing is a foreign concept to me. Right. Unless it's very obvious. Right. But still really don't notice. So what color is mass to you? It's just, <laughs> it's just too much. Is it, can you distinguish brown? Yes. I mean, in a way, but that being said, you don't know what when, color she when is. When you're red, green, colorblind. You very specifically have a problem distinguishing beiges from one another. Oh, so you don't know what color she is. <laughs> I, I I also dated a bunch of redheads in a row and didn't know it. What did you? Was it just gray? No, I just thought they were either blonde or brown haired, depending but on how dark you, the red was. But I think you see gray, right? I mean, I see gray. Yes. And that's what red looks like. Red looks like green really looks a little more like gray to me like oh yeah it, well green looks white red looks like a dirty white yeah 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 you're broken baby when baby or, jesus made you he broke you do you, are you resentful about that no not really i like, mean do i wish that i could see in all the colors of the rainbow well it would be nice yeah, to know sure. what color your girlfriend was <laughs> that's so weird to say <laughs> We got a lot of comments about a, what a horrible boyfriend you are from the last show. You did? Really? I did. What? That is so messed up. Hey. Where are these comments? I'll send them to you. What? If you really <laughs> did? People were not a fan of you Ubering your <laughs> Just to clarify, there was no Uber. What the heck? It somehow merged into you sending an Uber to go get her while yeah, you were out yeah, shopping. Somehow, by you, is how it happened. <laughs> it mysteriously shifted. Fake news. Well, anyway. Lost four subscribers. <laughs> Gotta do it for the clicks. You are the worst. I am. I'm sorry. But I had a great time Now last I week. know why you were so apologetic about it, and I didn't understand. <laughs> Ah, now it's making so much sense. <laughs> it was such a funny show. It was very funny. 
but I had a great week. Okay, no, I didn't actually. I had seventy well, percent of. You a great haven't week. even mentioned what you were doing though. It was my birthday. I'm Happy old. birthday! Yay! Ooh, now we need like balloons popping sound uh, effect. Right. Uh, yeah, that. Yeah. Kazoo thing. <laughs> so, we decided to go to Mexico to Mazatlan for the week. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Lots of margaritas. So... <clears throat> We were in Mexico for the week, and uh, most of it was good. 70% of it was good. 30% of it was horrible. Because even though we've been to Mexico tons and tons of times. And Carlos is Mexican. Yeah. Literally. From the motherland. Wouldn't you call it the mujer land? La... Tierra Madre. Ah, yes. The motherland. The Madre. I had to think about it. (laughs) All the Spanish speakers are laughing at me. It took me two seconds. (laughs) Yeah, because you thought about it and then you just probably pronounced it terribly too, right? Hey, no. I said it (laughs) correctly. No. So we've been lots of times. I think that we just got a little bit careless and maybe trusted the resort water too much or the food a little too much i think we know where this story oh is my going. goodness it just was horrible for the for the second half of it but it's over uh but we get to the airport like all these trip stories start with a ridiculous trip to the airport and we don't get that late of a uh, that early of our flight like flight left at seven in the morning so we had to get to the airport like 5 30 yeah get to the airport and there were so many in this okay i'm gonna call out girls for this because girls wear pajama bottoms to the airport and they look like they literally just rolled out of bed, got their suitcase, picked up their dog, put their hair up in a bun, threw on a gray oversized sweatshirt, and is like, let's go to the airport. <laughs> Do you notice this? So it sounds like you're looking for it to go back to the days, and I am too, by the way, of... You wear a suit and tie on a plane. Well, not that. It but can be a ten-hour flight. You are in. You are dressed to impress. Let's. This let's, is the jet set. People. Let's start <laughs> with socks and shoes, not oh, slippers. No. Well, that being said, too, you used to be able to just walk into an airport and walk on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> you showed them your slip of paper. I don't even think you had to have ID back then. No. You could buy a plane ticket cash at the gate if you wanted to. Right. I saw just a movie that wear- wasn't that old. Where they did that? Where they did they walked up to a gate and said, I want to. Some airports are still like that, too. So I guess I wouldn't be that interested in wearing a suit if I was going to have to take the jacket off, put it in an x-ray machine, undo my shoes, undo my belt. Suddenly it's like you want it to be much easier to get through. So I can't blame people for not wearing shoes, actually. I think that you probably should not leave the house in pajamas. 
But that being said, so we're gonna do leave, get dressed, and then put the pajamas on at the airport. Me? Well, I mean, you said I wouldn't wear leave. pajamas. <clears throat> yeah, I just don't get it. And then yeah. on top of this, and I know, okay, I'm probably gonna get some little heat from this, but and I even wrote it down. <laughs> there is no bad publicity. <laughs> These the the criticisms that I get of me, I just delete, Dan. Oh, what? <laughs> it never happened. <laughs> Where are these coming in from, by the way? Is it you don't the worry CC about Media that. Podcast? Or? I, I control all that. <laughs> don't, don't worry your sweet little head over this. Okay, I'll but try not to. Either I was especially, I was especially uh, sensitive. Okay, sensitive is not the right word. Observant to this fact. Or there were an extra large numbers of women wearing this but what's what's the are you going to yoga pants is that no okay well no i'm going to girls who wear really thin light colored tops Mm. and i know dark bras yeah yeah like is this okay let's ask this question first is this okay you know not in a puritan type of way <laughs> but also in a puritan type of but way. like i'm all for it like if you want your not puritan as much as protestant <laughs> <laughs> no <I'm> muslim way <laughs> because if you want everyone's attention to go straight to your boobs then winner winner chicken dinner Light but then this top, comes down to bra, you can't this. control yourself, Carlos. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I mean, you were honest about I mean, it. I can't control. It's um, like you're saying you control your. Well, maybe you should learn to control yourself. When you're walking down the street and you see a bright flash of something, biologically you are programmed to turn to see what it is. It attracts your attention. When things contrast when you're walking and you see a high a, a, an area that has high contrast your eye is automatically drawn and you are speaking to this from a professional and experienced standpoint because with photography i'm sure you enhance the contrast sometimes in certain areas to, to attach right. to to attract the eye to absolutely that area. so what you want so for when i make a picture i decide where i want your eyes to go and to do that i use a combination of Making it lighter, increasing contrast, changing changing colors, and a any hmm. color girl in a really light blouse and a dark bra is going to automatically draw mega attention because it is high contrast. So the question is, what's uh, like? Do are they looking at themselves in the mirror saying, oh, yeah, bingo? I will say this. Here's my thought. One is I feel like we should, um, you know, bring this to our listeners, see if we can get some feedback on this. And in all honesty, I do not want to hear from guys at all. I just don't care about your opinion. Well, yeah, <laughs> because it's, it's, it's going to be 180 degree on both sides. You're going to get one side that was like, duh, boobs, boobs are good. And then you're going to get the soy boys who are going to be like, we have to, 
we have to not look at women in that way and we have to let them be soy boys yeah we have to let them be themselves why do they have a a slightly emasculated voice in your because well, they're soy boys well what if it's a really big dude who's a vegan? impossible uh, oxymoron I don't, I don't think that's true i think there's some really those big are dudes anomalies out there who have huge beards very deep voices so let me <clears throat> i'll i'll help out with this one anomalies they are called anomalies. Carlos, control your physical, whatever you want to call it, and look away. Be a man, look away. No, be a okay. man. Here's my thought on it. Look at boobies. It's not about attracting tension, attention or not to me. It's not about sexuality in any way to me. For me, it kind of equates to... I would say preparation and having a quote unquote finished look. Are you trying to do a soundboard on me right now? Maybe, but it didn't work. Of course it is. A finished look. So here's the thing that me, when I go out to work, I mean, you can see right now I'm wearing a white t-shirt, right? Yes. I coordinate the color of my, what I call undershirt with whatever dress shirt I'm wearing with it. Right. So it's like if I'm wearing a light shirt and I have undershirts in several colors, you know, and I don't think everyone needs to have them in several colors. But, you know, to me, I would think that as a woman <laughs> and I guess I'm giving my opinion as a guy. On Are this, you harnessing I'm, I'm just going to say what boy. I know as a guy, as a guy, the shirt that I wear underneath <laughs> what I wear underneath my shirt, I take the time to make sure that the color either coordinates with or blends exactly with what I'm wearing, right? If it's a blue shirt that I'm wearing, I would consider wearing a blue shirt underneath. Do you normally wear a tie? No, actually, not So you anymore. just don't want the white used undershirt to. to peek up from your top button? Yeah, I could. If it was a dark shirt, I could wear white every day, but sometimes I'll wear blue. Or if it's a red or... Uh, a red shirt, I might wear red underneath it. If it's certain colors, I have, known a, I have them in gray, black. I've never known a dude who you, wears the same color undershirt as his regular shirt. Most just wear white is what you're Yeah, because it's, it's... Which that would be fine too, shirt, right? Like, unless you're wearing a tie, it is universally accepted to be appropriate to wear a white undershirt. I completely agree with that. And I would feel the same about you know a, a bra in this case right uh it's like if you want to wear something that is quote-unquote flesh colored all the time so be it but i do think to wear a black one under a white one is just but i have, have seen you where walked that's into kind of a look too so i don't know i'm not a woman i don't know this thing so um if if i would love to hear from people who have worn a black bra under a white shirt and you know maybe why they did you know was it like i just forgot that day and i was like f it or if they're like i thought it looked really cool actually or i wanted to bring attention to that area whatever the reason is i'd, I'd love to hear some opinions on that um and then also opinions from um other women who you know why they don't do that too you know or who haven't or who have and didn't want to or whatever you know so because they don't anyway. want people looking at their chest I, to me, it doesn't really, uh, to me, I am not, I understand where you're coming from with the contrast thing, but beyond like one millisecond, it doesn't really draw my eyes there more. Uh, and because you're auto, because by default, your eyes are there already. <laughs> no, it's not that. 
I just think that I'm just like I notice it for a second. I'll be like, oh, she. But then I just think to myself, like, why is she wearing a Wait, black bra under a white shirt? That's all I think to myself. It's, and then I just pay attention to whatever she said. <laughs> Danny kept on talking, but but I do that about uh, I I do that about <laughs> other people's like other things with people too. Like having been in quote unquote the fashion industry and sold clothing for so long and specifically shoes it's like I have this horrible habit of looking at people's shoes when I first oh. meet them and stuff and I think I had talked to you about this at a party yeah. once and and it's like I see that and I do make a quick judgment from like what I see with their shoes and <laughs> but I also do that with whole outfits so it's like I start at the shoes I work my way up and so you know, yes, someone's chest, either a guy or a gal's, is going to be on the way up to their face as I evaluate them. Because, like I said, I started the shoes, work my way up. And, you know, to me, um, it it doesn't make sense to me. It's not something I would do, but people can dress however they want. Sometimes people dress to be disruptive, right? Like, that's the whole point of it. So, again, I'd love to hear from people and see what opinions are on this. And we do have the ability, if only these were live, because we could take calls. I would Ooh, love to do that. Maybe that we could arrange cool. to take calls ahead of time next time. Like, say, like, oh, call in and That would call we'll what they the take show. planning. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> and for some of us... For some of us, that that's very difficult. For it, others, it's not. <laughs> it is a foreign concept. This whole planning. So you're in Mexico. Planning. What were the good things about well, it? Well, no, I'm not done. I'm still at the oh, airport. Oh, you're still at the airport. Oh my gosh. I'm still at the airport, <laughs> Carlos. We're... So, but there was like a ton. <laughs> like I saw a ton of these uh, women wearing. Like I could tell how lacy or not lacy, or how properly fitting. They were because they were wearing the <laughs> thinnest, lightest, whitest shirt. Uh, and I turned to I turned to Lori and I said, do you think they know how see through that is? And she played devil's advocate and said that maybe their lighting at home was not good enough, wasn't good enough that maybe they maybe their mirrors in a closet and the closet does Now, dark. I am a little bit of a lighting junkie. Yeah. So I think that's not an acceptable excuse. And, and the reason I say that is you know what good lighting is. You know what bad lighting is. Then you get it. Like in my Where? bathroom, I'm, I have three temperatures of light in there so that I can see. I figure if you can, if you can look good under the harshest brightest lighting conditions right. possible then you look good everywhere else right right i i can't remember where i read that yeah so like that's what she cosmopolitan said. or something <laughs> and then then i said you know if you wore something like that i would just say do you want this attention <laughs> like i would ask you do you want like are is there anyone is there you anyone would say wife <laughs> i would say wife wife what is this <laughs> I like of course I wouldn't prohibit. Whose eyes are you vying for? Right. <laughs> is there is there a, a is there a reason that you want this attention? Like I would ask. So then the next question would be is isn't there anyone that these women talk to, family, friends, whatever, from when they put that on to when they went to a large populated area? to say you do realize you can see all the good let me here. ask you this playing devil's advocate yeah 
were these women with other people or did you notice that most of them were single? No, some of them, I would say the most of them were with other people. Hmm. It's just strange to me. It's just weird to me. I just, I just, I mean, I'm not saying it's right. Okay. I may sort of be saying it's wrong, but not wrong again <laughs> in my Puritan way. Just but wrong just in like my fashion like way. Why? Yeah. Like, like why? what's the, What's the objective here? Like that would be the if I were to do a man on the street, <laughs> I would I would go to them and I'll be like, you do realize that your breasts are extremely noticeable because of the contrast in your clothing. Was that the goal here? Is that what you're going for? Tell I'm me, gonna start wearing. Tell me what I do have a pair of white pants and I do have black you know what? boxer briefs. <laughs> I don't think the pants are thin enough though. Right. But I could find some. Some nice purple, purple silk boxers under the I would want stripes also. No, we're thong. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Worn one before and I'll do it again. (laughs) On purpose? Yes. Nice. On stage? (laughs) Um, For part of the evening. Anyway. For a DJ gig? (laughs) No, not for a DJ gig. Okay. Uh, Moving along. That would be cool. Could we move along Have you tried that marketing So you get on a plane and you're in Mexico. No. Okay. Jeez Louise. Come on, man. I get on the plane. And people are animals getting (laughs) on planes. One, yes, by technical definition, people are animals. I just want to point that people out. Are sav- uh, people are the dumbest of animals getting onto a plane. How about animalistic? No, because at least animals, some, most animals have some sort of order. <laughs> yeah, like a Birds wolf pack. Birds fly in flocks. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, a nice pot of There's a of pecking whales. order amongst right. a group of chickens. <laughs> people getting onto an airplane, it's... It is the most chaotic, unpredictable, just a complete mess. What airline were you flying? It was Alaska, Alaska, wasn't it? Yeah. Why was it so messed up? They don't do this. They don't do this board when you board kind of thing. (laughs) It is. I mean, we are unless fifty percent of the people boarding this plane, it was their very, very first time ever stepping foot on an airplane. <laughs> this is their first time ever at an airport. <laughs> they just barely flushed a toilet within the last two days. What? What? I don't. What? What does that they just mean? Barely experienced indoor plumbing. Oh, okay, okay. Thank you. <laughs> that See, one, that's that one went over my head. That's how white privileged you are, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> It is just so chaotic there. If you've been on an airplane twice, you know, people, old people and uh, people with little kids get on first, then military, then first class, then groups, A, B, C, D, or one, two, three, whatever it is. (laughs) It's not that hard. (laughs) It's not that hard. Why do you have absolutely everybody crowding that line? When they're I on, always wait. 
I don't want, here's what I don't want. I don't want to be standing in an airplane aisle holding my luggage in my hand in the air. Right. Waiting for this old person, child, military person, group A, B, C, or D. I, I don't even care if I'm first class. I don't care if I'm, uh, you know, in row number 29 and I might not have a space to, I might have to put my bag somewhere else. You know what happens anyway is, oh, okay. So anyway, I wait and I'm like, until they're about to close the doors to the plane. Right. And then I'm like, okay. <clears throat> when you get right way, on. I'm sitting here instead of, st- like I said, standing with my bag in this airplane with its recycled air. Right. Waiting to get into my seat. And, and it's, recycled people air are means so concerned about it. You're breathing farts <laughs> just constantly every breath contains at least four percent fart yeah um Got some but you know and and fecal matter in the and then the other part that happens too is like who cares if your bag's near you because one i don't need to get anything out of my bag well, while i'm flying because you prepare <laughs> is that my problem that's your problem <laughs> well but then the thing is like you I have two carry-ons typically <laughs> right so one of them's the bag, my backpack that I keep right at my feet. And if you can't keep the whatever's going to fit under that seat, if you can't manage to get whatever you're going to need on a one to ten hour flight, if you can't keep that all within a backpack in a place where I you don't have to have any food, you don't have to have any water, you don't have to you're have jumping bathroom to supplies here, Dan. <laughs> but anyway. If you can, there's something wrong with you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Carlos. You need to prepare better. The what thing if is, you sit down and you realize that there's a charger on the seat in your seat, but your charging cable is in the bag you put up there? That would never happen because I put the charging cable in my backpack. But what if you didn't? That would never happen because that takes planning. <laughs> That's what, well. So anyway, <laughs> nope. I um, want my bag next to me, and plus, but that's one some bag. Yahoo I'm saying you get steal one my bag. bag, and nobody's gonna steal your bag. You're on a plane. They man. might. And the thing is, like, you put the bag in the overhead <laughs> compartment. Who cares where it is? That's cool, whatever. But then, like, inadvertently, everyone stands up, and especially for some reason, the people who really like to stand up first are also the people who have the most trouble getting their bag out of the compartment that is right over their head. Right. Why is that? So they delay everything. It's so ridiculous. It's it's, it's it's the same mentality of uh, crowding crowding the gate to board. Well, so we get on. I'm sitting down. And then this guy. This guy. This guy and his dopey kid. They're sitting uh, at the aisle across from us. The the dopey kid sits in the middle seat, and then the dad. Let, let me give you. I'm going to paint this picture for you, Dan. <laughs> Thank you. He has a laptop in one hand, with like a planner, and then like he's clutching it with his like he's clutching it like with, not in a bag or anything, body. just no, loose, loose. Okay. So he has a planner. A, a notebook like a little one not a big one like a, li- a little notebook he's clutching it in between his arm and his body and then he has one of those starbucks yogurt parfaits in his left hand so in his left hand he has yogurt parfait planner notebook all loose laptop 
laptop all on his left side and on his right side he's carrying a bag a little bag who knows what's in this bag <laughs> and it, it i'm pretty sure it was a a big cup of hot tea because oh. i could see the tea bag coming up from it <laughs> and the steam <laughs> <laughs> so he's care so he's he can't move his torso <laughs> and this idiot is trying to because his dumb kid if someone's in the uh aisle seat then his dumb kid is in the middle seat he has the window seat this nutnik tries to walk over the two people to get to the window seat holding all of these things and guess what happens he spills tea all over he bumps so he bumps himself he trips on either the lady in the aisle or his kid in the middle and spills his tea drops his notebook and then i heard him kind of yell he he went he gave a Ugh! and then everyone sort of looked at him and then he he was in shock almost so he gave out a yell he went Ugh! and then this is what he said then this is i laughed out loud and i was sort of <laughs> for like the rest of the flight i kept on sort of saying things loudly to make Instigate fun of them. this person wow he he, he let out his yell person, and then he goes wait namaste <laughs> <laughs> he goes breathe but he said namaste in the most angry way yeah. that's the best part about it <laughs> it was so uh, funny and his uh, kid just looked like his kid did he had dropped all of his stuff. Okay, most of his stuff. This is beautiful. Actually, I'm loving this. And story. this kid, do you think this kid moved to help? No. No. Kid doesn't give a He does the kid and he looked older too. He looked like he had to have been at least, I don't know, 17, 18. He was an older looking kid. <laughs> the least helpful of the age with yeah. the most ability to help and the least <laughs> and the least will. <laughs> Man, I laughed out loud when I heard this guy say namaste. That was so funny to me. <laughs> I, w- I would have had to laugh out loud. Too. And then his dumb kid who didn't move at all to help him. And then he and we're still boarding here. There's still people. The best part is he definitely paid for that <laughs> child's plane ticket. The only reason that kid is getting to go to Mexico is because of him. <laughs> there are I would say there's uh, I wouldn't say the line is completely full to board. To get to get to your seat, but there had to have been at least 15, 20 people still waiting to get to their seat. And they're waiting for this idiot. So then he calls for the flight attendant. The flight attendant has to fight the, her way through all the people. Well, he was or a, his way. He was a was a dude, a little portly. A little portly flight attendant. Shaped like you and I is what you're saying. Yes. It's if if you were to squeeze one of us into one of those. Fl- oh my Trying gosh! Trying to squeeze. Can you imagine how bad I'd look in one of those flight attendant suits. Oh my god. Well, it depends on which one. You would look good, like with the vest. Oh, okay, thank you. The vest one, but like not one of those uh, form fitting ones. No, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. like that. Uh, my vest wouldn't. I don't need the vest with that little thing on the back that tightens. Right. It. You know you what I'm just, saying? I mean, if, I don't need that. There's no point to even latch that. Just let it fly. <laughs> Just like you couldn't fly. work for an Asian airline, put it that way. 
<laughs> with with smaller rows, right? Mm-hmm. And they're oh, those. If you ever see these people working on uh, on the flights, there they are. They look perfect. They are perfect looking people. Mm-hmm. You like you would need to work for like a a very small Mexican airline. <laughs> then that would be good. <laughs> so this little, this short, <laughs> poorly. <laughs> like he's just doing his job. He has to bulldoze his way to come help this guy. And the guy turns and with the most condescending attitude, he says, I spilt my tea. Can we get something to clean this up, please? And I just, I, again, I turned to Lori and in a little loud <laughs> voice, I said, if only, if only you hadn't spilt it <laughs> or something like that. Wow. <laughs> like I said something dumb. At and first I was really regretting not going on this trip with you guys, <laughs> but now I feel like it might've been for the best. <laughs> Lori uh, poked me with her elbow and told me to shut up. I think he heard me and the, it was pretty hilarious. So that was so how far, how far away were you guys like, no, three right rows. Oh, this was right across. Yeah, from we you. were. Oh my 50, gosh. I was 15 F. This dude sat in 15 A. A. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that is horrible. You, you are a not nice person. <laughs> Here's the thing that I think to myself is, this guy probably had some lack of planning. Also, right. He was starving. He was. Tired as heck, probably. Quite parched, tired, (laughs) needed this tea to wake him up. He's trying to start this new life with his namaste and his breathing techniques and his yogurt parfaits (laughs) to help with his cholesterol and his blood pressure. Namaste. And here you are just (laughs) rubbing it in that it's just not his the life for him. It was so funny. Although I did, I did uh, like this poor guy is probably like two and a half years away from a heart attack, probably, and doing whatever it takes to keep himself from having this. Obviously, that took training to say namaste when you are frustrated. I don't think that your casual yoga person. I do want to point something out, though. By the way, point it out. You mentioned the breathing part. I will say that I was being overwhelmed with anxiety. A few years ago, hmm. um, maybe like five or six years ago. About what? A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Um, and and I, it was kind of fun because we got these free health coaches through work. At health the time. coaches. Yeah, I don't think and I want my make little work. health goals. And one of my health goals was to alleviate some stress in my life. And I 100% want to advocate for the power of breathing. Mm. Breathing is so powerful, man. I am telling you. Well, hold on. Back up here a little bit. I don't think I want my employer knowing that I need, that I'm having anxiety issues. It wasn't like I went to a psychologist or anything like that. Uh, that being said, if you do go to one, I, apl- I, I applaud you. What, because a psychiatrist? Yeah, so whoever, counseling, psychiatry, whatever you need to do. I I am a big advocate, actually, for 
people being very well, very aware of their mental wellness and being willing to share that. I am a sharer myself, obviously. I'm on this podcast with you, and I'm not a sharer. I say things, and it's like, for me, mental health wise, like there's some deep stuff that maybe I don't share all of or whatever. But I'd I'd say for the most part, I'm very willing to share some general things because I think that it's important that we realize that. Just because, I mean, it works both ways too. Just because someone is mentally unhealthy or not at 100% at a given time does not mean that they will always be that way in most cases. In some cases, maybe they will. Maybe that's just what they have to deal with. But also the other way too. Just because you're healthy right now doesn't mean you don't have some phenomenal stuff that happens to you that is just overwhelming for you and it's really hard for your brain to deal with because we don't have the same we don't have the same ways to deal with it that we did a hundred years ago or whatever. Dan, I disagree with absolutely everything you said. Okay, that's fine. I think you should bottle it everything, (laughs) put it into the most deepest of pits (laughs) in your stomach and then leave it there. Just eat your feelings and then forget about it. And then every now and then when it needs to shake or come out a little bit. Force it back down. <laughs> Force it back down. Even farther than it was before. <laughs> I feel like that's then probably to, an unhealthy way to go Then go, go to the gym and then just hit a heavy bag for three minutes. See, that's uh, and that's part of what I'm getting at is that I feel like with, and this is my feeling, I don't know, there's no factual basis to this, but to me it feels like we will experience as we become a more and more sentient society, a more um, uh, non-moving society as, as our jobs get replaced by robots, you know, there's going to be more mental health problems as well. Yeah. Because people are bored. It's boredom. And also there, there are, you know, exercise creates good hormones in your body and it relieves you of bad hormones like cortisol and stuff like that. And so there's, There's science to that, but in addition to, I just, my feeling is that we really need to be very aware of our our, our mental wellness, and we have to be willing to share about it, we need to take away the stigma on it. If there's ever World War III, we're going to lose. Why? (laughs) Who's going to lose? The U.S. is going to lose. Maybe they will, maybe they won't, I don't know. No more of the, the, uh, what do they call World War II generation? greatest the 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 The, best generation no the greatest generation the greatest generation gone now they're gonna have uh mental health counselors on the battlefield telling soldiers how did you feel about that bullet grazing your helmet well you know what happens man is when you don't take care of those things the fellas that go over to war come back with PTSD and things like that. And they did have terms for it back then. They called it shell shock. And I believe that term came from either World War I or World War II. World War I. It was World War I that shell shock was? Okay. Anyway. and so there was actual shells. Yeah. And so, you know, when your life is in a herring situation like that for so long and you're just trying to live and wondering if you'll live, I mean, that This can be a whole other show, Dan. Yes, I know. But we're still- It'll leak, in, it'll leak into what we were talking about the other day of, did we talk about it on the show, of masculinity, 
No, that's I was going to talk about this, but that's for a different show. No, but how do you say the word? Masculinity. Masculinity. Ma- hold it. Masculinity. Mas. Say Masculinity. That? Masculinity. Masculinity. <laughs> In that, it's uh, it's bad to be that way. So that it, has, it's like admitting that that you could be vulnerable makes you less masculine. And that is not true, man. That is my feeling. I don't know. I don't want you on my squad, Dan. Bro, you wish you had me on your squad. Not. No. Oh, yes, you do. <clears throat> I want a dude who hates his parents. Check. He's angry. <laughs> <laughs> Kill the killed a cat or two (laughs) when he was 12 years old (laughs) Uh, maybe (laughs) the collected skeletons (laughs) collected skeletons i do have that snake skin in my drawer in the other room you do have a an animal pelt and i do have an animal pelt. but did you kill it yourself with your bare hands (laughs) what no did i oh i one time there was a rat that had gotten hit by a car, eaten by a cat or something like that, or half eaten. And it came across the road and I did not have it in me to finish that rat off with my bike tire. All I so had you to let do, it suffer. I, yeah. And a cat came after it, like right after. Did I you? So the cat took care of it? it. Hopefully that cat did the job that I wasn't quote unquote man enough <laughs> to do. Um, well, hold on, on that note, let's, uh, Let's let's give some shout outs to our sponsors. We'll be back in just a second. Hi, I'm Guy DeVille. I'm the owner of That Samore Italian Cafe on top of the Mount Baker neighborhood here in Seattle. Come see us for some great standard Italian fare and specials with a little Pacific Northwest flair. We're open every night for dinner from five to nine during the week and four to 10 on the weekends. Make a reservation by visiting thatsamoreseattle.com or give us a call at 206-322-3677. And stay tuned for future episodes of this podcast when I'll join the guys to talk about food, wine, and great Seattle eats. Welcome back. Support our sponsors. So, Dan, we're... I I just I want to let everyone know we realize that we're an hour into this and we're still in a airport and Carlos hasn't moved beyond (laughs) that. And I reamed him. I reamed him so bad during that sponsor break because so much happens (laughs) at the airport and on airplanes. Don't you think? I mean, it's it's a meeting place. There's a lot of people there. It's uh, as you had mentioned before, it's where people are their most animalistic, if you will. It's just insane. Okay. So, and this flight wasn't even to Mexico. This was the first leg, which was to L.A. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it was... uh, I was thinking about that. I was like, why is this guy only bringing a laptop to Mexico? Yeah. (laughs) No, he was going to L.A. I will choose to believe that he is from L.A. and he's not a Seattleite. (laughs) Because that's what you need to do. Right. (laughs) To make yourself okay with that situation. Yes. (laughs) That way... I'm not m- mocking a fellow Seattleite. We land in 
LA. It was raining, so it didn't make me wanna. It didn't make me think, oh, it'd be cool to come back to LA. Like I didn't get that this time because it was cloudy and rainy. Have you been to LA ever? Yeah, it's okay. I've been a couple times. I feel the same. It was okay. I do like San Diego. That I've never fun. been to San Diego. The weather was so good. It even rained, well, it, but it was like it's it was raining, but it was like super nice out. So it's like isn't the thing know, that isn't that the thing with San Diego? It's always perfect. Yeah, it really. I mean, the weather. I was there. I went there for New Year's a couple of years ago, and it was New Year's, and I went to the pool in the hotel and sunbathe because nice. it was just it was like ninety degrees. It was so nice. People were like, "Oh, it's so hot," and I'm like, oh, "I'm loving it." The mm. mental picture of a sun bathing Danny just popped into my head. Maybe I can find a real picture of it so that you can put it on the podcast. And thing. given that he mentioned wearing a thong earlier today, earlier <laughs> is that when you wore your Pool thong? Wear of choice. Uh, no, I was wearing running shorts, or there's some like hiking shorts or something like that. I think some, this is some when, sort of quick for the sake shorts. of entertainment, you say yes. Oh, sorry, I wore sorry. a thong. I sorry, sorry guys. With being honest instead American of entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> if it's a thong, I don't know if there's enough material for a flag. Well, just on the <laughs> the stars and stripe. The stars and stripes on the stars and stripe. The dong area. <laughs> okay, moving right along. You're on the leg to L.A. You get to L.A. I'm gonna push this one through. <clears throat> Nothing. Folks, I apologize for for this for not Nothing getting happens in, in L.A. earlier. We land. We're there for two hours. Eat a burger. It's raining. Although the You're annoying thing happened where they changed the <laughs> gate three times. Oh, I hate that. And have you ever noticed that when they do that, the gate changes? It's never like just a few over. No, it's, it's like, like a it whole changes terminal. to the opposite end of the whole airport. <laughs> yeah. And, and, they, and then the other thing, too, is the gate changes like last minute. So you've been sitting around for 45 minutes and had right. they told you earlier, maybe you wouldn't have tried to scarf down a burger in seven seconds. Right. But then they tell you, and you've got about 11 minutes to get a, a mile and a half away from where you are. Yeah. We start at 69. Then they move us over. Was to... that for the sake of entertainment or was that really where you were? <laughs> I get transported. <laughs> To a situa a thing that happened to me five years ago. What? <laughs> Can we just move along with this? So though? they started the gate, gate sixty nine. Then it was like seventy nine, and then the final gate was sixty seven. So we had to go far. Anyway, that was it. Was a little annoying. Well, that doesn't. That, not too I, bad. I've had it go from <clears throat> gate eleven to gate thirty nine before, and I was just uh, like, "Are you kidding me?" And then it uh, it changed terminals even one time. I was just. Ugh, it was so much. Right. Yeah, It's it was a little annoying. But that L LAX terminal, it's not as exciting. It's not as cool as what you think L.A. should have. Well, and it's probably one of the busiest airports, so you would think that it would be a better airport, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. maybe some, like a, some movie stars. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so you're like, saying the people in the airport were what disappointed you? Like they should have, you know, <laughs> not the airport itself, but the people. Well, okay. think of that "Come to California" commercial where all of the stars are on and the, the beach. avocados. It's like put one of the one or like have a meet and greet at the airport on Tuesdays. Have George Lopez signing stuff at Terminal Thirty Two. <laughs> they should do that when you've really made it in Hollywood. <laughs> oh. 
you they could they could spin it. Mr. Lopez, we'd like you to sign at the <laughs> airport. Are you interested? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. You know, you can have uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminal 70. Eric Estrada was at the um in Connecticut at the I believe at the Speedway there the local Speedway signing autographs was he did yeah. you get one no I wasn't there at the time but I saw oh. one of my friends got a picture I wonder how of much him. they paid him to do that five ten k I I wonder that too because when I when I met Two Chains the rapper Two Chains Two Chains he was actually very nice for one very tall um wore adidas socks and sandals nice yep and um but i asked him you know what he was in town for and he said he was doing a private party and he mentioned that the pay was ten thousand dollars for him to perform there for like so this is the question is is it eric estrada is no two chains or is it two changes? No, Eric Estrada. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> Which one? I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, <laughs> so Connecticut Eric Estrada seems a little weird to me, actually. It was at the Speedway, though, and with the popularity of chips, you know, since that's kind of a uh, a motor influenced show in some ways, right. you know. So I think that was the connection. We there. should write. Plus, that. Eric Estrada's just cool, man. We should. Uh, from the podcast email, we should email the airport and give this suggestion. You should have B movies, B level movie stars do <laughs> gr- meet and greets at the airport. I feel personally like B B list is the worst list to be on, and the reason I say that is because it's like you have the capability to be A list and you're not quite C you're or D list. Like you, you, you want to like you're almost there, but. Or you were there right. and you're not anymore. Whereas if you're on the D list, it's like you're you you live off of that. Yeah. Like the D list is the kind of like where that's it's your like thing. You're at a bar occasionally and someone's like, Oh, hey. Who's D list? Like David Arquette? I don't I feel like he'd be C list probably. See? I don't even want to get into this though, because I feel like that Jamie some Kennedy. random famous person might be listening. Ooh, that'd and, be cool. And we're just like, oh gosh. And they're like, how dare you call me C list? Kathy like, Griffith is D list. Eh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I wouldn't venture to guess. I would hate to be the person to make those lists more than I'd be hate to be a person you don't like to judge. on the list. Yeah. No, it's not. It's actually literally not part of my personality profile. Oh, it's that I'm perceiving, not judging. But you're a you're an East Coaster. <laughs> They're good at judging. You would think, right? You yeah. Would think, yeah. That's weird. Mm-hmm. I love to judge. Mm-hmm. Sometimes even prematurely. <laughs> Danny gets so nervous when I talk about my prejudicisms. <laughs> <laughs> and there are many. So I am very often nervous <laughs> recording this podcast <laughs> with Carlos. But anyway, uh, on to the airport. <laughs> so, so you're at get, Los Angeles. The airport's to Mexico. Boring. You get to Mexico, yes. And it's almost perfect, Dan. <sighs> the weather. I would say it was a perfect 82 degrees. Mexico was the first place I traveled to outside of the U.S., and I, I really had a good time. Where in Mexico? It was Quintana Roo. Well, that oh. was where I flew into. I'm sorry. Right. It was uh, Playa del Carmen. Very fun. 
when uh how long ago was this uh two years ago well a year and a half so a year and a half is the first time you ever left the united states yes canada uh canada i did go to i don't does canada really count yeah you have your passport stamped no i didn't have a passport until a year and a half ago well, almost two years ago, because it was January of 2017 when I got my passport. Nice. Well, congratulations. Thank you. We used to go to Playa del Carmen. We went there once or twice a year for about four or five years straight. Oh, wow. And if I went there now or when you went, I would probably not recognize it at all. I'm sure. Because when we first started to go, it was very, very much a small, little, tiny, a small, little, tiny town. Not a resort town, basically. No, not at all. Yeah. We would stay in little, tiny hotels. We would be able to get five beers for three bucks. Is that good? Oh, yeah. They don't Mm -hmm. have those five for threes anymore. (laughs) They had Forlorn days. (laughs) Yeah. Then they started doing the three little ones, the three little beers. Coronitas. For five. That's the worst. And that's that's when we stopped going to hmm. to the Yucatan. And then Peninsula. we started going to Mazatlan instead. That is one of the things that I liked about being down there is it's actually Caribbean. It's uh Yeah. It's and the... Belize is right there. It's so close to the border. Yeah. I we really rented a car we once. Go to Belize once, really quick. We rented a. Uh, was it on our last trip down there? We had two really good trips. Uh, well, no, we had a bunch, but two of them were spectacular. One of them, we started in Playa, and then we wanted to go someplace else, so we found a bus and just got on it. <laughs> okay. And it went north. It followed the the Yucatan nor- uh, northwest. Found a tiny little town, went to five hotels before we found a room, stayed there for a few nights, got on another bus, took us to another place, stayed there a few more days, got on another bus, ended up on the wet on the west side of the Yucatan. And then about three days before we were going to come back home, we got on another bus back to Cancun and then stayed at an all inclusive for a couple days hmm. to relax from our traveling so you were able to just walk up and be like hey we want to stay at your all-inclusive pretty much yeah oh that's cool man yeah i mean yeah they'll those are there's so many in cancun yeah i hear what you're saying it was super easy to get so that was one uh one of the really cool trips and then the other trip was we started in cancun went to playa got tired of being there because we were there for like three weeks then rented a car Drove down almost to Belize. There was an eco resort there called like the Lagoon of Seven Colors, or the Lagoon is called that. And there was an eco resort on this lagoon, and we stayed there for I don't know three days. Hmm. But it was super. It was super nice. <clears throat> so yeah, we know that area pretty well. But now we go to Mazatlan, and you were there. The we weather there. was perfect. Moving it was right perfect. <laughs> Danny's trying to keep my story down well, to a minimum. I'm renaming Carlos Humphrey 
Because Bogart. he loves to Bogart a podcast. <laughs> you know, I don't even have that much to talk about when we're actually in. <laughs> Could have fooled me. We're actually in Mexico. We're actually there. <laughs> like, uh, Because really the only thing that sticks out is. The food poisoning. The food poisoning. Oh. Uh, uh, and anyone, I mean, when you say food poisoning, anyone who's had food poisoning gets that same feeling that you get when you oh, hear the man. word food poisoning. It's like it's instant empathy. You just remember it. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, I remember that time. Oh, you know, we've been to Mexico so many times. This is the first for 10 years we've been going to Mexico over over 10 years. This is the first time we've really gotten sick. Bummer. The f- and it was not it was not fun. My because it was my birthday, our really, really good friends threw a party for me. And then they also took us to a baseball game the following day. Baseball. Yeah. And I think it was just something it had. I don't know. I don't know. It's like we've already talked. Uh, Lori and I have talked about this for about two hours. Of what was it? <laughs> was it the nachos at the pool? My was bet it is nachos the, at the pool. burger or hot dog at the baseball game? Was it the cup that they used to serve us our drinks at either of those places? Was there some rat poo in a cup This uh... sprinkled with some rat pee? <laughs> I My personal bet is on the nachos at the pool. One, there were two types of beef in it. Two, pool water on your hands while you're eating nachos. I didn't get in the pool. Did you touch the pool water? Did you put your feet in the pool? Did Mm-mm. you touch your feet? Not that time. Did you use a towel? No, wait, were I'm lying. Sitting, yes, I did. Were you sitting on a seat? I'm lying. Where someone might have sat on the no, armrest. I did get in the water. Mm-hmm. My, I did get wet. Did, uh, did your significant other get into the water? She did. Mm. So maybe that's it. Maybe. Ate a little pool water. That's yeah. all it takes. Some little Mexican kid had diarrhea in the pool contaminated it and his name was carlos (laughs) (laughs) so that ruined uh i don't know 30 percent of our trip i was supposed to go golfing dan remember have i talked about going golfing i'm not sure if i did but i went uh we were in we were back in mexico in july and I went and played around with some friends in 110 degree weather. Nice. This time the weather was, it was still hot, but not a hundred over a hundred. But I couldn't, I couldn't go golfing. I would have had many, many accidents. You would have definitely gotten a hole in one. Oh, I would have gotten it all over all the holes. <laughs> Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And with that, let's take one more break, Dan. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> when I needed updated content for my small business website, I was worried because I didn't have a very large marketing budget. But then I found Carlos at CZ Media. He gave me a budget-friendly quote and delivered the high-quality content I was looking for. I would recommend you check him out. All of his information is in the show notes. 
And we're back. Hooray. I miss not golfing. I kind of think it would have been even Hold better it. of a round. You miss not golfing? So are you unfortunately having to golf all the time now and you miss when you didn't have to golf? What do you mean you miss not golfing? Well, when you have an opportunity to golf at an absolutely beautiful course. Yeah. In perfect weather. In perfect weather. And it's true. Three of the holds just overlook gorgeous beach. Mm-hmm. Then yes, that is a missed opportunity. So I didn't do that. Gorgeous so, beaches. So Lori was knocked out. She was bedridden for two days, I would say. That's intense. And at the end of the second day, you know what we did in the most beautiful, in paradise? Perfect weather. We could have just walked outside, went to the beach, and had oysters brought to us, had amazing shrimp. We went to the mall. Uh, <laughs> why? We went to the movies. Uh, we went to go see... Venom? No, Halloween. Uh, what did you think of it? I liked it. That's good. Oh, if we start talking about this, boom. Another hour. hour. Hours three and four are brought to you by <laughs> a minute by minute playback. Uh, it'll be like Mystery Science Theater three thousand. <laughs> no, it was good. Uh, have you seen the original? Yes. Then you'll like this one. That's what I've heard. We should go see and it. And I'm probably the best candidate for that because I have seen the original and nothing else. Oh, okay. I've only seen the original. The I've yeah I've seen actually I have not seen all of them, I've seen one two, three, four and five. That's it. There's more than that. Yeah, there's like seven. Well, no wonder they were excited to have a good one. Yeah. No, this one was good. Um. So, ask me a question about Mexico. When you were in Mexico, um, what was your favorite drink when you were there? <laughs> A prickly pear margarita. <laughs> Was it? Did they have them? No. Oh. I think that is a you invention. That is no, a D- it's not. It's a DJ I mean, Malo invention. It's at several Mexican restaurants. My summer drink. And it drink, is delicious, is it not? Two years ago, one year ago. You discovered. I discovered pineapple juice and vodka. Ugh. So you really went to Mexico and drank pineapple juice and vodka. That it's refreshing. Horrible. I can't do tequila a lot. <laughs> what? I just can't. Uh, I like vodka because it doesn't have any taste. I don't drink. What's I, the point of drinking if there's no taste? I can drink a little bit of tequila. I don't want any. Or I can drink a little bit of tequila. I can drink a little bit of rum. I can drink gallons of vodka (laughs) and gallons of beer i like drinks that i can mass consume yeah i almost feel like i'd probably drink the same amount no matter the alcohol content of something it's like i just want to drink a gallon of something (laughs) but if you start mixing you will pay for it no i don't you don't I mix all the time yeah oh no i pay for it it's like um they say beer before liquor never been sicker. I say beer before liquor never been more awesome. 
<laughs> with some wine. <laughs> yeah. Throw wine in there. Throw liquor in there. I will say, though, types. that the worst hangovers I get are wine hangovers. Mm. I don't get hangovers. Holy cow. I think it has to do with water consumption. Do you Is drink it? water, Carlos? Dan? Because I don't know if I've ever seen you drink water. I did not drink water for three days. <sighs> it was vodka. It was pineapple vodka or vodka pineapple. How do you say it? <laughs> I think you I'd say pineapple it. vodka. No, it's vodka with pineapple. Yeah. That's how you say it. It was that and beer for three days. Hmm. Even when I was very I ill. I this could have lowered your immune system the closest i got the closest i got to water was i ate a uh, grape popsicle <laughs> that's that was that the closest you got to water oh my well, i'm sure there's i'm sure there was water in it and okay I, <laughs> that was the closest i got so you've thoroughly disappointed me with your answer to that question so i'm going what to are you ask supposed you to drink question. um when you were in mexico and what would you have drank? I would have. It's drank not like there are magic Mexico if, drinks. Uh, a michelada. Oh, I do not like those. I. How is this? You don't like tequila. You don't like micheladas. <laughs> no. Um. To me, all day it would be margaritas, micheladas, uh, mojitos. Mojitos uh, are Mexican. Also, my favorite drink when I'm in Mexico though is the paloma. I don't know what that is. It's grapefruit soda and grapefruit juice and lime juice with tequila and club soda. Who told you this it's was Mexican? So good. The I... dude at the resort? <laughs> no, I just order it in Mexico. You, who told you a pineapple vodka is Mexican? I didn't. I didn't say. That is what I chose to drink. Micheladas, I do not like them because I don't like the chili powder they put in them. I'm not a humongous flan flan. Uh, fan of clamato unless it's in shrimp cocktail and it's just too much i don't like here's the definition on this of what the paloma spanish for dove is a tequila based <laughs> cocktail the drink is most commonly prepared by mixing tequila with a grapefruit flavored soda such as fresca squirt or jaritos and served on the oh, rocks with a lime wedge I see. adding salt to the rim of the glass is also an option you know uh the Mexicans I know do a variation of that, but it's Jameson and Squirt. Huh. It, we should drink some of that next time. I, I'm in. <laughs> okay, if you <laughs> insist. Um, so, all right. So, you I thoroughly did, disappointed I ate, me with Dan. that. Um, you go, I don't, the drinking, keep it simple. The food. I like the is, shrimp. The, the oysters. The fish. I don't know if I would trust oysters in Mexico. Dude, in all honesty. So th this is what happens. You're sitting on the beach. Someone comes to you and says, "Do you want oysters?" In a diving suit, almost. <laughs> they go and they get them, and they shuck them right in front of you. They get them from the box that's been sitting there all day in the nope. sun. <laughs> <clears throat> nope, they're right out of the water. There is tons and tons of seafood in this area. So for my birthday, our really good friends uh, made she, you a seafood dinner. And she didn't call made, you the next morning. She made <laughs> she made a Hi, yeah, seafood yeah. feast where she got tons of octopus 
She made shrimp three different ways. What's what's the Spanish word for octopus? Pulpo. 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 Pu. 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 P. Pulpo. P U L. Pulpo. 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 She cut it and then like sauteed it in olive oil, a little garlic, a little salt. Beautiful. Beautiful. And then she in the shrimp. I mean, we're talking big shrimp here. We're talking what is this? Three inches? We're talking some jumbo. <laughs> no, shrimp. unfortunately, Carlos, that's not three inches. <laughs> it's not. It is one, two, three. Dan, <laughs> man alive, Dan. I would call that man a alive. Nine to eleven shrimp. FYI. Why would you call it that? Because nine to eleven of them would equal a pound. Oh yeah, you're uh you know shrimp well from your fishing days in Connecticut. <laughs> from you being from I being mean, a longshoreman. <laughs> from my days as a longshoreman. Longshoremen don't fish. What are you talking oh, about? Oh, they don't. They unload. Oh. Well you unload fish. <laughs> <sighs> well, I I had a dream about those shrimp last night. Actually, I wish I regret not eating more. I have been wanting to have some really good shrimp lately. Oh, let's do it. Yeah, I'm down. Oh, Dan. I'm down. Some shrimp. Okay, hold it now. So, speaking of big shrimp, pineapple vodkas and micheladas and meaty pomolas shrimp and shrimp. Um, take the vein out first, though. Well, of course, of course, you devein it. <laughs> By the way, if you ever go to a restaurant and they have not deveined their shrimp, just leave. And very few places devein. Red Lobster doesn't even devein their shrimp. Really? No. That is. We went a few weeks ago for the. When I worked at the restaurant, I had to do that by hand. Did you? And. I wonder if they get a green sign to put at the front of their window with a, not a smiley face. (laughs) 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 What's below good? Okay. Okay. With an okay. <laughs> That's another thing, too, by the way. If they serve seafood at a restaurant that you're going to, right. and they did not get an excellent, excellent just don't leave. Don't go there. Just leave. And I don't want to. Although, I've never been. You can you can get risky with good with some other things, like beef or something like that, but. If it's if it's if See, it's a good and it's not excellent or if it's an okay when you're and they traveling food get out of there when you're traveling the precautionary feelings you have should go out the window. I learned this from Anthony Bourdain. And what happened in Mexico when you let that happen? Well, but that's the thing. Although I I, I we I although we you got now sick. have an irreversible stomach condition. Yeah. But I got sick of eating off something uh, commercial. You yeah, say. that's a good point. That's a good point. Not on the beach. Anthony Bourdain on one of his shows talks about how he trusts most food vendors. And if it's good, he enjoys it. But if he's gotten sick, he doesn't really mind if he enjoyed the meal and the experience. Yeah. It's like if I get if I go to Kingston, Jamaica and eat an oyster that gets me sick. I'm not going to stop eating oysters in Kingston, Jamaica. Yeah. 
I hear so what you're I saying. So I take that. That makes a lot of sense, too, because, uh, I mean, I think one of the things that he mentioned when he was speaking about going to food vendors is these people make their livelihood selling this yeah. food. So the reality of it is they're probably actually in it more than you would if you were going to one of your local restaurants. Right. Because those people have insurance and things like that. Yeah. This guy has nothing but the food he makes. Right. You know? Which he gets same day. I mean, there's a lot Most of... Most of the time, probably. <laughs> this is a funny story. A few years ago... This podcast will never end, <laughs> folks, and I apologize for that. I've tried everything I can. <laughs> a few years... I've berated him constantly in the breaks. I'm my own man. A few years... <laughs> <laughs> he will charge on people. <laughs> a few years ago, we took my mother-in-law to Mazalan. And Mazalan, this isn't some little tiny podunk town. It's a pretty this big city. This is a city. city, yeah. I mean, you can stream 4K Netflix here. So it's it's a city. <laughs> but Carlos is decider. <laughs> <laughs> can you stream Netflix 4K? Yes or no? Yes, yes or no? city. <laughs> zero i mean you can't then no (laughs) but the way like their grow the grocery stores are it's just different culture they do things differently there like for example milk milk does it like europeans they don't need doesn't need to be refrigerated it's yeah it's just in cartons on the shelf so we went with my mother-in-law we took her to the grocery store and she just about freaked out she had never heard of unrefrigerated milk. milk. Yeah, non-refrigerated milk. Organic milk, I believe, doesn't need to be refrigerated either, and it lasts way longer. And the the butcher shop, the meat department at a Mexican grocery store, and I'm I'm talking about like a like a, a the equivalent of Safeway. I'm not talking about a little tiny side market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They what they do is they in the in the meat department. They have those displays with ice out in the, like not under a sneeze guard, yeah, not yeah, covered, yeah. and they just throw all the meat on there. So it's just literally meat on ice, not in a refrigerator. That freaked her out big time. And you're like, this is actually probably colder and more efficient than so I said, a conventional grocery store. I saw store. her looking at it, like really, like I thought she was looking for one to take. And I said, which one do you want? And then she just looked at me with her big eyes. And she's like, there is no way I'm going to eat any of this. <laughs> like, wow. why? It's like, because it's not refrigerated. It's like, it's on ice. <laughs> it's like, it's on ice. This it cow doesn't was, get colder than ice. <laughs> this cow was probably alive yesterday. Uh-huh. It's on ice. She just did not. Tra- it was a complete culture shock. She did not get that at all. But. If anything can be taken from this story, Dan. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully they've listened this long for something to be taken from this story. You know, when the aliens come and they listen to us. <laughs> they're not going to bother. Not this podcast. They're going to be so entertained. <laughs> so entertained. By aliens, do you mean the caravan <laughs> from the Honduras? <laughs> anyway (laughs) you should be adventurous and travel dan you need to be more adventurous and travel more i travel now that i I, now let me preface it with this too 
I hadn't been outside of the U.S., but I have traveled as much as someone as poor as I was growing up could, right? And so um, I've been to many, many places in the U.S., every corner, in fact, and I have been to Canada a little bit, and I have been to obscure places, and and I have been outside of the country quite a few times now, but um, I just got my passport, like I said, two years Let's ago. Let's do it. I've done Mexico, France, Germany. Oh, yeah. Um, where else did I go? I did get a Canada stamp because I thought it'd be fun. They were cool. like, you want a stamp? I was like, yeah, stamp that thing, man. Stamp it a few times. My goal is to fill up that passport in the 10 years that I have it. That's Well, the thing now with the passports is they are a lot less pages. So it is very possible. Yeah, I think it's 28 pages. You can buy the bigger paged one, but I thought... Eh. At one point, I had two passports. Let's not talk about that. And that was a good story. <laughs> I had Did you to, file for a lost one or something? No. Uh, I had sent, I was supposed to, uh, my first time going to Brazil, but you have to send your passport to go get a Brazilian visa. So you send your passport to the Brazilian consulate. So I sent them my passport, but I also had to go to Colombia within that same time. But I couldn't take, I didn't have a passport. Interesting. So I filed for a second passport and I took that second one to Colombia, came back because I was in Colombia. Did I tell you the story, Dan? No. <laughs> I was in Colombia for, no, I was in, yeah, I was in Colombia for a whopping 36 hours. <laughs> and 30 What did of you them do with all that time? <laughs> drank. Oh. I was drunk 30 out of those 36 hours. <laughs> but I'll save that. Okay. I'm surprised that you could be drunk only 30 hours out of 36 because I feel like it would have carried over or something like that, you know? I was sober the first three hours and the last three hours because uh. I had to actually work the first three hours. <laughs> I had to actually work. <laughs> <laughs> They bought me a second passport, sent me to Colombia, <laughs> made me work three hours. Made me work three hours. Oh, just, I mean, that's a story, Dan, of what happened in those 30 hours. <laughs> of drunken inebriation. Yes. Redundant, I know. Sorry, folks. But we'll save that for the next one. <sighs> Thank you, guys, for hanging in there through this. And this. I, Dan, thank you for hanging in you there. You gotta tell him to rate one hour and thirty minutes and subscribe of Carlos's airport story. It's not even really a Mexico story. This is what's gonna happen, Dan. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what's gonna happen. People are gonna listen to this, and the next time they're gonna go, the next time they go to the airport, they're gonna notice all of these things, and they're it's gonna, gonna notice drive the them black insane. bras with white t-shirts. Yeah. The lacy frilly bras, as you mentioned, the more yes. plain ones, the the ill ill sized bras. The ill sized. They're ones. gonna notice all of those things, right? And then when they start boarding, they're gonna notice how crazy it is. Yes. When people look for their seat, they're gonna notice how people are complete idiots. When that guy spills his coffee and screams, and screams Namaste. Namaste. <laughs> what we need to do, Dan, is get a picture of you and I, and then put Namaste over it. 
we still need to do the picture need picture that I talked about. We we're, we're we're we need to get some merch going on here. <laughs> I don't think we need that. I think we anyway. should. Um, we need merch. So, well, subscribe, review us, please. I'm just gonna go ahead and ask for five stars. <laughs> I feel confident asking for five. Stars. Well, that's good. That's good that you <laughs> feel that way. I strongly recommend we you uh grace us and bless us with a five-star rating and thank you guys we'll see you on the next show thank you for being subscribers you subscriber people you that's so appreciative i'm surprised that people even like this but that's okay i appreciate that you do like it it makes me feel like i'm not wasting my time as much here Dan, there are six billion people on earth Surely, point zero 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 one percent of those people will find this entertaining. Who's dragging this out, Dan? Anyway, okay. Dad just got warmed up. Thank you so much, folks, for listening. Have a great whatever it is until we speak with you again, speak at you again, until. Oh get God. to grace your earbuds and you're your not gonna cut all this out right in. <laughs> wow that's messed up that's it i'm gonna make it so you can't <laughs> an impregnable file that can't be changed okay oh, thank I'm you so much everyone have a good time